1: Sign up today for your risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com
0: to start winning. You're listening to Mile High Insiders with Nick Kendall and Luke Patterson. Head on over to MileHighHuddle.com for all things Broncos. Now it's time to find out what's going on behind the walls of UC Health Training Center.
1: Let's get it going, Saturday. Welcome in, guys. It is 6:05 p.m. Mountain Time, Saturday, April 2nd, and that means it's time for an episode of Mile High Insiders. I am Nick Kendall, and joined by, as always, for Mile High Insiders on Saturday. Luke Patterson, Luke, how you doing, man? You've been a, you've been a traveling man, uh, this past year.
0: Yeah. I've been on the move, man. Uh, you know, it's, it's that time of year where it's, uh, it's football in the off season. And, uh, I think our good friend, what Ryan Edwards put something out there on Twitter today saying he gets asked all the time. I'm sure you do. I do. The question is, how do you cover football 365? Well, when the games aren't being played, there's a whole lot of work that goes into that game thing, Nick, and the training camp thing, and all that work that we don't necessarily see behind the scenes kind of comes to fruition on draft night. You start to figure out where these players are going to go. It starts with the pre-draft process, the all-star road trip. Scott was down at the Senior Bowl. I was at the Shrine game. Uh, and then we got a couple pro days in Wyoming and, and CSU here for Mile High Huddle. So that's absolutely awesome. I've never been to CSU's new stadium. So that was really cool. We'll talk a little bit about Chad Muma, linebacker from Wyoming. And then, of course, CSU's Trey McBride, both Colorado kids. So mm-hmm. I know how much Broncos country loves their Colorado natives. And uh, bottom line, Nick, these are positions of need. So it'll be a fun show as we get into that. We'll get into some Broncos news and. Just pumped to be here, man. Here we are. 26 days, Nick, from the NFL draft. Oh, man. 26 days. I feel He's like the counting.
1: Broncos. Uh, honestly, not me anymore uh, with the Broncos trading that first round pick. It's coming, but I'm still kind of just like waking up like, oh, my God. The Broncos traded for Russell Wilson. First round pick. Who cares? Uh, Dave Glassman coming in. Rock Chalk Jayhawk. KU. Boom. Yeah, let's. Let's. Uh, I guess let's go Jayhawks. I don't really care who they play in Villanova. Is that who they're? Yeah, they're
0: playing Nova. And then Scott had told us just in the back a few minutes ago, his lovely bride went to Duke. So I think it's kind of interesting. I was having this conversation with a friend and I heard it on the radio as well, but like, I feel like there are a lot of Duke fans out there, Nick, that Mm -hmm. have never went to Duke (laughs) or like, don't really have that association kind of like Yankees fans or Red Sox fans and stuff like that. But the blue bloods, man, NCAA, March madness. But here at March madness at MHH, we're saying what's up to our guy, Andrew Lampy because we are in full draft mode saying what's up my dudes. I hope all is well with everyone. Andrew, we hope all is well with you because all is well with me. All is well with you. All is well with Scott. We got Russell Wilson in the house for the Denver Broncos. I still can't believe it. I'm going to open the show this way every day until Russell Wilson is no longer a Bronco because it's insane. I mean, you see the video vlogs from Russell Wilson and life is good if you're a Denver Broncos fan today.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. I I keep seeing the general consensus that, oh, the Broncos already used their first round pick. It's Russell Wilson. No, they didn't. They didn't use the first round pick on Russell, and it's better than that. It's significantly better than that. We got the guarantee of a top ten franchise quarterback or a top ten quarterback, a franchise guy coming in. You know, let's say you were taking a quarterback in this crop of the top ten pick, or even let's say you burned. Mm you burned too to trade up for Trey Lance last year, no guarantees. I mean, maybe Trey Lance becomes great and he's that cost controlled quarterback that helps you a lot, but we kind of circumvented that you're gonna have to pay dearly for Russell Wilson in the near future. But for now he's ours, he's Broncos countries. And that's going to be great. Uh, Paul coming in. Hello, Luke, Nick, and Scott. How are you? I'm doing well. Had a fun hike today. Uh, Sun's kind of coming out nice. now but, uh, did about nine miles with the dog and Ooh. a couple friends. So that was fun. Uh Really muddy. Just got out of the shower. I bathed the dog first. <laughs> so I'm a little bit, I'm probably pink in the cheek still from uh, the warm shower, but just in time, uh, maybe, maybe five minutes late. You, you can blame me on that one. That's okay. Filthy muddy. On a
0: hike, I absolutely love it. I'm going to be doing that myself here this weekend, um, taking a last-minute trip with just me and the wife. It's You try to fit in these vacations where you can, Nick, and I got to get at least a couple days before the draft, and now that the pro days are done and Vegas is done and all that sort of stuff. So I love the hikes as well. Broncos country, we know how much you love the outdoors and people from all over the world, including our guy Peter Middleton. Good morning from Cambodia. Always love to give Peter a, a shout-out. He's one of our guys and uh, it's it's just one of these things, man. Where it's so cool, you see Broncos country absolutely representing all over the world. Just like our guy Mike S, a big Bama Crimson Tide fan through and through, saying "What's up, Broncos country?" Joining the MHI insiders. He's Nick Kendall. I'm Patterson Scott on the ones and twos. If you guys want to get at us on Twitter, go ahead and do that. Uh, at Luke Patterson LP would be my Twitter handle at Nick Kendall, MHH. And then if you'd like to reach out to Scott, Scott has a lot of cool projects going on in the background as well. Uh, him and Nick cover the Atlanta Falcons as well as do a Broncos show here every morning, Monday through Friday. So be sure to get at Scott at scout Kennedy. Dylan Von Ark's our guy, coming in with some support. What's up, Broncos country? Make sure you hit that like button on the way in, and please subscribe if you haven't already. Dylan is another one of our uh, supporters, one of the guys that does a hard work and and the groundwork for us to be able to do what we do. So always want to give some love to our uh, our people, our, our family, our friends here at MHH.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. We also got uh, Kathy's in the house. Howie freaking day is in the house with the support. Thank Howie, you so much.
0: Howie, I haven't seen Howie in a minute. What's up, Kathy? How are you? Welcome to MHI. Howie,
1: my guy. I've, it's been a minute, Howie. How you been? Howie always coming with the support. It's good to see you, Howie. Thank you so much for joining us today. Kathy's here. We got Mark Hoynack coming in. Chris Carather is coming in. Eric Figueroa coming in. Kevin Gray. I watch every MHH. They are the wow. best. We also had. Thanks, Kevin. Uh, a few more coming in. Thank you so much, Kevin Gray. That's really, we really appreciate that. Vinny Jay's in the house. I took my dogs up to Golden today. Love beautiful 5280. Yeah, we're closer to sea level here in Seattle, but uh, that's okay. You know, I, I love Colorado as well. I drove through the Tetons. We're beautiful. Need to get out to Glacier. A lot of beautiful spots in this country, but uh, well, have, very blessed to live out huh, where where many of us do.
0: Yeah, well, and you know, traveling all over the country and stuff like that's fun and cool, but there's so many places in our own backyard that we have yet to discover. Nick, one of those things that I'm feeling a little bad being from Colorado, I need to spend more time in Wyoming because Mm -hmm. uh, talking about Chad Muma here, before we even get there, the drive, if you take, I think it's 287, uh, it's the diagonal highway Through Colorado to Wyoming is absolutely beautiful. The university's athletic department is just—it's not what it used to be. This is not the Cowboys of the '90s, the '80s, or the '70s. They uh, are—it's a luxurious campus, Nick. I mean, these guys are taken care of. They've got advanced technology. They've got the best equipment, best staff. I love getting up to Laramie every chance I get, and we'll get into some Chad Muma. But before we get there, let's talk to our guy Travis. What's up, Travis? Hope you're doing well on Saturday night. Saying, good evening, Luke, Nick, Scott, and Broncos country. I'm watching on YouTube. Got a two-day ban on Facebook again. Laugh out loud. Go Broncos. That's all good, Travis. Travis knows where to hit us up at. And, guys, you could get your your podcast, this podcast, anywhere you find the usual stuff, right? Spotify, YouTube, Facebook. You can even go to Twitter sometimes when we're on Twitch. There's a lot of different outlets, just like Travis is alluding to here. So if you get yourself on trouble on Facebook, which we've all done, uh, don't worry about it. We've got you covered here at MHH because there's no subscriptions, no fees or anything like that. So always want to give some love to our guy, Travis.
1: Yeah, Gary Leeds Palmer coming too. Hopefully you're doing well, Gary. Gary just had a recent about the hospital if i'm um, remembering correctly so i hope you're feeling well gary gary says hey nick carl and scott let's go broncos let's ride carl uh,
0: carl's not here gary come on i'm gonna give you a pass because you haven't been feeling good but my guy carl i haven't seen carl in a minute man uh, you can see carl and nick on building the broncos every tuesday night 6 p.m mountain scott's in the background on that too but carl's my guy I absolutely love carl broncos country stay tuned and gary stay tuned Like you always do, we'll be doing a special draft show every year. It's one of my favorite shows, Nick. I know you love it. I can't wait to get Scott in this one as well, because we all argue with each other and we fight and then we end up happy because, you know, we got Russell Wilson. What's the argue about this year? It's uh, whoever let's pick them up, right? Like dumb and dumber. I mean, let's just do this thing. Life is so good. If you're a Broncos fan.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Can't even complain that much. Obviously we're going to have opinions when the uh, draft day comes, but, uh, you know, we'll see. And we got Zebulon coming in here. Uh, Zebulon, thank you so much for the support. He says, you guys think Larry Ogunjobi is on the Broncos radar? Is he worth a pickup for depth? I would be interested in him. I know that. Uh, so Larry Ogunjobi from the University of Charlotte, drafted by the Cincinnati Bengals in the third round, I want to say, a few years ago, and then failed the physical to go to the Chicago Bears. So he's still out there. I'm unsure the specifics of why he failed the physical, uh, but he is available. He is a very good run stuffer uh, when he is on the field and he can play multiple roles on that defensive line line up in different uh, techniques. So if he's available for a cheap one year deal, hopefully maybe to get healthy. We already saw the Broncos. Uh, they could have probably failed Randy Gregory for his rotator. Or was it the rotator cuff, the shoulder surgery? They didn't. Mm-hmm. So maybe there's something there with uh, Labram excuse me, mm-hmm. um, the shoulder. So maybe they would bring in Larry Ogan Joby for a short term deal. And right now, I think that the Broncos do have a question mark at the three-four defensive end in base tech uh, base defense. Because is it going to be McTavish Ajim? Are you going to kick DJ Jones out there off of nose? Uh, yeah. Is it going to be D- Deshaun Williams? I I don't know who's going to play that uh, when the Broncos are lined up in three-four. Who plays yeah. where Shelby Harris played?
0: Yeah, Zebulon, that's a really good question, man. Um, that's tough. I, I think with having a Randy Gregory situation and. I'm going to say this because I see it on Twitter. You see it on Twitter. We've got friends all over the Denver media. And if you think we're ruthless in the Denver media, try seeing like the Jets and the Philly and everything like that. Those fans and that media is ruthless. But I see Mm -hmm. guys arguing with each other on, well, the Broncos knew. The Broncos didn't know. Who cares? He's under contract. It is what it is. So I'd be lying if I told you I'm not a little disappointed. I'm not freaking out or anything, but – man, I'm still trying to get over the Bradley Chubb situation of all those injuries there. And now you're telling me that we're rolling a die, rolling the dice on Randy Gregory. And I don't have problems necessarily with the suspensions. I've mentioned that. I think he's moving forward in his life as a man and as a professional athlete. But injuries to your other defensive end, man, that bums me out just a little bit but it's okay cuz you got Russell Wilson right the defense should not be out there they shouldn't be gassed all the freaking time because you're going to have an offense that's not only scoring points but they've got time of possession time of possession folks that wins football games
1: yeah no no doubt about it but i'd be interested in larry Ogunjobi if he's available uh, again broncos I don't think you can have enough depth on the defensive line. And if you're trying to get after it, especially hunting with a lead late in the game, you need fresh bodies along the defensive line and scrimmage. And the Broncos are more concerned about the edge rusher right now. If you guys have tuned into any show recently, you hear me harping about the edge spot, but I wouldn't have any issue with Larry Ogunjobi. If he's available for a short one-time deal, we got Dan, wicket coming in as well uh, the denver broncos are going off this year can't wait this year's draft if the g if george payton can draft just like he did last year denver can be the next dynasty denver really makes bank with rounds two to seven and they are going to hit again in those rounds boom I hope so
0: go ahead Mic drop Mic drop boom i absolutely love it dan but here's where i'm going to push back just a little bit george payton has to do better than he did last year and i know people are gonna say well luke man come on pick 64 Uh, we're gonna wait around all day how's he gonna do better than that you traded away those picks you made your bones in this league as a scout you damn well better find some depth you did great last year awesome we're still the jury's still out we need to make sure that these players have long careers we need to make sure that they develop but i would say this george payton He's still tasked with knocking it out of the park. I would expect him to shoot for an even better draft class. Uh, Maybe you don't see a bunch of trades moving up and stuff like that just because you had to go get Russell Wilson. But there's still such an emphasis on this draft. I don't want people to think that rounds two and below are anything to scoff at because that's what the majority of this league is based off of.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. It's, I will, I guess, push back a little bit on doing as well as last year. Obviously you hope that, but the draft can be a, you know, a bleep show. Uh, there's never there's yes. not every team that sure. can do, even if you are drafting, let's say 5% better than the other teams, that's a small margin and it seems insignificant, but it is significant and year to year you, you can uh, fluctuate a lot uh, just because George Payton did well last year. Doesn't mean it's going to happen again this season. You'd hope so. And he does Obviously, I don't think he is in over his head. I would say he is an above average talent evaluator, even after one draft in his uh, pedigree with Minnesota. Mm-hmm. But you don't ever see it like the Patriots. It's not year after year after year. They're the best team in football drafting or the the Chiefs. And you know, the Chiefs had a couple good drafts and then a couple of down drafts. And then last year, hit it out of the park, uh, going with Creed Humphrey and uh, Nick Bolton. And who's the left guard that they are? Excuse me, the right guard they got um, from... Tennessee names escaping me right now, but they killed it with that draft. You can look back to the Saints a few years ago. One of the reasons that they've been able to live with this terrible cap is because they had the draft that had uh, Hend- Hendrickson, De- uh, Marcus Williams. Uh, they also had Marshawn Lattimore, and they had another good starter come out of that draft too. Other uh, Ogundeji, I believe, also in that draft too. So year to year, it tends to fluctuate a lot. I would not bank on George Payton doing as well as he did last year. There could be some regression, but still, I think if you can continuously draft above average. That is going to be great long-term.
0: Speaking of long-term, our guy Hunter is going to take care of us long-term with a generous super chat donation and contributing to the MHI adult beverage fund. Enjoy the night. I appreciate that. Nick, appreciate it. Scott, we're all very gracious and humbled by you guys uh, showing your support, showing up for us and, I know sometimes I need a cold pop or two, Nick, especially with all this work we're doing. And uh, it's stressful, just like work is, but we absolutely love what we do. And because of you folks, we're allowed to do this for uh, um, not only the love of the game, but it's a profession. And we can't thank you enough. Peter Middleton coming in again saying, um, did he mean Miners? Miners is the starting right guard. Interesting development. Does this suggest Glasgow is center, too expensive as a backup? This is a really interesting question, Peter, and it's something I think a lot of people are wondering because Graham Glasgow, he had restructured that deal a little bit, took some money off the uh, the top, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, Quinn Miners, I think he's pretty much entrenched the right guard position, and Lloyd Cushenberry – When you see Russell Wilson working with Lloyd Cushenberry, there's a reason there. Uh, Rust is not trying to waste time. He's trying to make up time. He's trying to develop with Lloyd Cushenberry. And it's going to take a lot of these guys to get through the season and even make a postseason run. So while I don't think Graham Glasgow is necessarily – out of the starting mix that's a camp battle that you're going to see and I think Russell Wilson is making the expectation at least that Cushenberry's already going to work Graham Glasgow he has that injury history Nick what do you project the offensive line Quinn Miners and Glasgow and Lloyd Cushionberry to look like in 2022 I
1: think there's going to be a battle at center and it will be interesting to see how it plays out Uh, Cushionberry has done the the smart thing getting into what as a san diego with russell wilson and snapping yep. the ball there so very smart to make himself valuable and already getting chemistry there with the quarterback but i think it should be a battle lloyd cushionberry has been a bottom five center over the last few years and because of the issues in the broncos at the defensive line last year cornerback two years ago consistently at quarterback et cetera, et cetera, right tackle we haven't really harped on cushionberry and because of his age as well you know cost controlled years one and two this is years three uh it's and also the stakes have just stepped up, and the Broncos don't have as many holes. So we can kind of focus on some of those less valuable, less valuable positions down the line. Center being one of them., uh, so he's gonna have to step up. I know some people say he's the incumbent. Uh, it'd be a shock if he isn't the starter. I think he's gonna have to earn it. He has to go out there and earn it as well. So we'll see Glasgow could be the center. You can't say that he is too expensive for, to be the backup, but also you're paying. Dalton Reisner rookie contract Quinn Miners rookie contract Lloyd Cushionberry rookie contract Billy Turner one year contract Tom Compton one year contract overall you're not paying a, a lot for the offensive line so because Graham Glasgow's contract if if you want to say he's getting paid too much well your starters aren't getting paid enough so it kind of equals out in the end
0: yeah that makes sense and um I just here's the thing I don't see Russell Wilson wasting time like I completely agree with everything you guys are saying Cushionberry's been underwhelming it, it put, is putting it politely. I don't think he's incompetent, but Graham Glasgow at center. The very first thing I think is a center's got to be able to move. And Graham has had a lot of problems moving since injuring that ankle. And he just hasn't been very durable um, for, for what it's worth. I mean, it's just, it's a position where those guys are battling through injury like everybody else, but it's just the health thing. And, and I think you're yeah. going to start seeing some more depth pieces like Tom Compton, which i'm hearing great things about already from some uh you know orlando franklin right he's he's back in town and he's saying this guy is the real deal do not be surprised to see uh, a little bit of a push there so i'm looking forward to training camp but travis is again weighing in with some support saying he got to enjoy the utah state byu and texas a&m campuses and stadiums and Uh, that's absolutely awesome anytime you guys can travel go check out some of those local colleges check out some of those pro teams and uh, start marking some of those memories off because war memorial stadium nick i didn't even know this in laramie is the highest elevation stadium in the united states so uh Hmm. they're playing at thin air up there in laramie and i'm super super pumped to talk about chad muma just real quick man i would move up for this cat in the second round i really would these teams are going to be coming for him teams love him it's going to be a little expensive but you've got to get a three down backer that you've got to start developing now and this guy his pass coverage ability i'm so down and nick i know you pay attention to the the combine and you pour over the three cone drills and stuff and he was already at a 706 exceptional right Mm -hmm. moved down to a 675 for a linebacker on his pro day i mean it was just like holy cow broncos coaches scouts excuse me were all over this guy there were at least five scouts working with him a little bit off to the side uh, I know they interviewed him and things like that Logan Wilson came back got to support him got to talk to Logan Wilson Logan called him a freak Bengals linebacker that we're watching the Super Bowl saying you know we get compared a lot but he's also a good leader the Broncos need a linebacker I'm tired of this they got Baron Browning Josie Jules coming back okay Josie can't run not like this kid from Wyoming can run and I would love to see a linebacker because uh, I don't think you're getting Trey McBride. That cat could go into the first.
1: Ah, uh, man, I, we'll see how it plays out. I don't think I would trade up for any linebacker or. Tight you hate
0: end. the linebackers. There's no more hating on running backs for Nick. We it's the linebackers, and I I did this for you and, and Paul, our guys, showing some support here because you're going to need it. I'm getting ready to uh, make Nick sing a sad country song. Showing support to MHI. Uh, Wandale Robinson, please. Hashtag Nick's Country Music Fund. Uh, Wandale Robinson obviously a talented receiver what out of Kentucky I believe slot yep. guy 5'9 186 or something like that speed kills and with KJ Hamler's injuries I certainly see where your head is at there but here's the thing man I asked Logan Wilson about the linebacker position and asked about teams trying to search for more modern day linebackers that are able to keep up with these receivers keep up with these tight ends you go back and you look at logan wilson's 40 time it's not impressive it's not anything that you're like oh dang that's a linebacker that can cover people no but he led the team in interceptions he's out there dogging wide receivers because he understands angles uh like if josie jewel had just a little bit more athleticism athleticism in him his game would translate i think a lot to logan wilson Um, And I got to ask Logan Wilson about that searching for those modern linebackers, and he said, I definitely think that it's an up-and-coming position that needs to be valued. Shocker. Uh, It's almost become a hybrid position in the sense that you've got to be able to play the run, but you've also got to be able to drop into coverage like a safety, and you've got to be able to do it well. I think Chad Muma is going to do great at that as well. Whatever team drafts him, he'll be a gem. He just might not be a hidden gem anymore. 23 pro teams up there for him, Nick. I'm – man – I think the jets want him bad too. If I'm going to be completely honest and they got some picks hovering
1: there in the second. Yeah, no, he's really good. Uh, make no mistake about it. I just think that the linebacker position in general teams are taking them off the field more than ever before. There's less reps for the linebacker out there. And uh, you can find niche fits to have us do a certain job and then cover them up the rest of the way. There's not any, there's not a single player in the league who's doing what Luke Kuechly did 10 years ago. Right now, there are some good linebackers still, but they're drafted in day two of the draft. De- so, and this what? is the range. Devin white? Devin white. Ah, uh, he's not, he's not really a great coverage player. He's more of a heat seeking missile downhill sideline to sideline. And Levante, David c- cleans up behind him. He can him make he gets out of position.
0: You're right. He can, I feel like he can make up for it. Like maybe the coverage, maybe the coverage that's lost. He can make up for and in, in catching them yeah. with some angles and stuff like that. But he's just, he's such a free and you're right. I mean, we're talking about a pro football hall of famer, right? With Luke yeah. Keeley. I mean,
1: the guy's Levante David's incredible too. Bobby Wagner, uh, Excuse me, Fred Warren, not Bobby Wagner. Um Levante Bobby, David. Levante David is one. Uh, Fred Warner and then the the cat at Darius Leonard, uh, Indianapolis. There's the name on oh, yeah. for. Oh, uh, really Darius Leonard's a freak,
0: yeah. man. Talk Very about freak. Good. David Wilder's weighing in here saying, I think we really need to uh move back in this year's draft at some point to recoup some picks. And maybe that's what you can do, Nick. I mean, there's yeah. you know, linebacker is certainly uh there's always a ton in the first three rounds. And then there's some journeymen that you can find some guys like Baron Browning, who is calling the defense for grouchy Vic Fangio last year. I mean, talk about impressive. You find those late guys. That's who we love. We all want that underdog story, but sometimes you got to be patient and stay tuned because we will be with you through the dog days. I think, what is it? Friday, Saturday, and Sunday for the NFL draft this year. So we'll be here to take you through it. Uh, Our friend, Fernando is weighing in Nick asking a good question here. Do you think Abraham Lucas will be available at pick number 64 for the Denver Broncos?
1: I definitely think it's possible. Uh, he's a, not the best run blocker for the position, but he's smooth in pass protection. He's got good. The requisite arm length, body type that is pretty rare. There, you can find centers, interior offensive linemen, those body types undrafted even, uh, all the way down. I mean, Graham Glasgow is an undrafted guy who ended up getting a big contract, but, uh, Typically there's a very specific body type you need for the tackle, very specific movement skills. Lucas does have it. Will he be there at 64? I think he will be there at 64, but I could see him going anywhere from 50 to 80. You know, that that kind of 30 pick range there, mid second round to mid late third or third round. I think is where he's going to go. So definitely possible. Um we'll see what happens there. He's good pass protector. He's a little bit older for the position I believe, but you know, that doesn't really bother me so much for the tackle where tackles can it's a very much a skill position. If you have the body type, then you can play well into your late thirties, unlike cornerback or running back where once you hit 30, they give you an AARP card. <laughs> no.
0: Yeah, it's true. Certain positions have uh, different longevity in the NFL mm-hmm. and we're seeing it each year with different cats and uh, Dan, I wanted to get to Dan's comments mm-hmm. and Luke, I know you're not too high on Josie. However, based off of what I saw in the first two games of the last year, trust me, Denver set Josie can play. Pro Bowl this year for Josie. You're right, Dan. Josie can play. I, I don't mean to take anything away from him. I like Josie Jewell a lot. I think he's a leader on this football team. He's one of the first out there at training camp every time I'm down there. Um, they, the guys love him. He's uh, a man's man, if you will. Um, he, he's just a cool guy, man. I, I like Josie a lot, but I think Josie's playing football in the wrong decade. Uh, hmm. I, I man, Josie duel to me and it, we start with the hall of fame comparisons, right? It's like we always do, but I'm thinking of like a Zach Taylor, like a way more athletic Zach Taylor. Cause that Josie thump. can thump. He can, he's not just like a great tackler with wrapping up and stuff, but Josie can thump, Uh, I love his high motor. I love his professionalism. He's just somewhat limited in his athleticism, and he continues to improve every year. I will give you that, Dan. You're you're right. Josie Jewell has not regressed since he's been a Denver Bronco. Pro Bowl, though, I think maybe we might have another Iowa guy here, Nick. Maybe Dan is an Iowa guy because I don't see Pro Bowl necessarily in the cards. Broncos have hard enough time getting love in the Hall of Fame and the Pro Bowl as it is. They're Mm. not going to pick Josie Jewell.
1: Yeah, no, I, Josie's fine. Josie's competent, and he can get guys lined up in the right spot and play the box well. Uh, my issue with him isn't as much the foot speed, sideline to sideline. That's always going to be a problem for him, but it's actually the size. Uh, sometimes he has to win with his intelligence and processing and beat guys to spot because he doesn't have the length or the size to beat up or beat off uh, from offensive linemen and then get down, get down into the gaps. Yeah, Scott. Yeah. I said beat off. <laughs> so, Oh, excuse me. Uh, Christopher Hart coming in here. Um, Had the question here. Da- Bengals could definitely grab uh, draft Abraham Lucas at 63. Yeah. Definitely a possibility. That's a team that Chris? needs to tackle. Uh, we'll see what happens. I mean, I can see the chiefs drafting a offensive tackle at 62. Cause Lucas Niang has not been very good for them. at right tackle.
0: Yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> Lucas Yang has had some problems. TCU cat, right? was that uh was that yay he came out yeah tcu yeah those those cats man they're they're all over in the league but not a ton of them work out a bunch at the offensive line position we're gonna have to see how it goes chris it's good to hear from you man good friend of mine since i first started out with another publication good friend of yours too nick and uh guys reach out to chris on twitter too you want to talk football you want to rap live chris is a good dude he's a personal yeah. friend of both of ours and it's good to see you chris hope you're doing well man um Let's see. Here we go. One more from Jay. Josie can play, but he's slow on his feet. And yeah, that's that's the case. It's just a limited athleticism. But if you want to talk about just an app I'm telling you, man, Chad Muma, I get it. He's Maybe good. I'm he's just riding I'm riding the high off of being there at University of Wyoming and I just love it there. But semi-finalist for the Butkus Award, Nick, you know that. I mean, but yeah. I just his recovery, his his everything I just love it Uh, I think he's gonna go high though and for Denver to give up more when they've already have less draft draft picks I could see why you'd hesitate with that because that's the rub That's the rub of it. Right. You look at what the Broncos still need. And I know that they just got an awesome slot corner addressed in free agency and stay tuned. Free agency is not over. Cliss was alluding to the Broncos, maybe going after a veteran tight end soon. Um, He said no to Jimmy Graham right away, which I thought that was interesting. So Jimmy Graham is definitely out, but maybe another veteran tight end comes in, but, uh, You just look at corner, you look at defensive line, you look at linebacker. These positions have got to be addressed. And if you're giving up picks just to go address one of them, then you're definitely going to
1: be short in one area. Yeah, no. The other thing is you have a big contract coming down the the tracks for Russell Wilson as well, and you only have four picks in 2023. You have a third-round pick, a fourth-round pick, Sixth and a seven. Don't quote me on the six, but definitely late round picks next season. So you're talking about trading up, giving up more cost controlled assets that you're going to need to fill out the roster prior to paying Russell Wilson. I just I can't get behind it. I could maybe get behind it for a position where it cost a bleep ton to get a quality star at the position, such as offensive tackle, such as edge rusher, such as cornerback. But uh, trading up, giving up multiple picks to go up and get a linebacker, I don't, I don't know if it's good process. Now, if he's there at 64 or if Trey McBride is there at 64 and you never say never, you know, everybody's all, oh, he'll never be there. You can't say that about eight, 180 players every year, you know, somebody's going to be there. Somebody will fall that you like. So unless you're doing the pro football focus simulator, a uh, draft simulator, and then no matter what, no player you like is ever there at pick 64, but um, <laughs> unless Abraham Lucas falls sometimes, but I think it's definitely possible that Chad Muma or Trey McBride fall to pick 64. And if they are, even though, tight end and linebacker are not devalued to the point of running back, but they're probably right next in line uh, for being devalued in today's NFL. Uh, I wouldn't have an issue with it still because we're not talking about drafting the top 10. We're not talking about top 20 or first round pick. You're talking about the very last pick of the second round. You know, there's no guarantees there. Just get good players. Would I rather have a line linebacker or a edge rusher equivalent to Chad Muma or an offensive tackle equivalent to Trey McBride? Yes, more value positions, harder to find in the draft later, harder to pay quality on the open market. But 64, if they're there, just take good players. It's It really is that simple. You don't have to get too cute with it.
0: Don't have to get too cute with it, but you've got to start figuring it out as the free yeah. agency continues and the draft is just 26 days away. Um Look, man, Trey McBride, where he really raised his draft stock was with the 40 time, right? Mm-hmm. If we're being honest, um, I was actually surprised to see him running some routes. I thought maybe he would, we all know what he can do with the route running and stuff like that, but he ran some routes. Um, excuse me, I couldn't get his three cone because just access and angles and stuff like that. Uh, but I saw his 40 and I clocked him in at a four, five, six unofficially but they clocked him yeah they clocked him in they the university of the scouts unofficial four five four and he can move this is a guy that his blocking of course needs to be improved every tight ends blocking needs to be improved all right but he's willing to do it he's a guy that's going to get in there on special teams um he can move after the catch that's what this is this is not about like a quick agility burst off of the line you've got power and explosion with those tree trunks of legs but uh I got to ask him just a little bit about what that meant to him having a good 40 time. And it's, he said, it's something he's been working on since the combine. He didn't run it at the combine. So he answered a lot of questions, at least with speed diet. How well are you stretching? How well are you taking care of your body? Are you getting with the right people? Definitely impressing scouts in Fort Collins for that reason alone. And then it was crazy, Nick, because the AFC West, they were all there, Wyoming and CSU. And I got to ask him, right? I didn't want to ask him straight out about the Broncos, but you got to be creative. As you know, Nick, you've asked these questions. So I asked him, as a Fort Morgan kid, Trey, what does it mean to have the AFC West, all four teams at your pro day with eyes on you? And he brought it up his on his own saying it was very cool to see that the Denver Broncos were here growing up as a Broncos fan. That would be a dream come true, those sort of things, but to play anywhere, right. Then you go into the pro answer, but the Broncos definitely showing interest in Trey Bright as they should, because every team needs a tight end. Every team needs a Travis Kelsey, a George Kittle. They've got to figure it out. And maybe this
1: kid will be there somewhere down the line. Yeah, no, definitely possible. Uh, I really do like Griffith here, talking from Peter's comment. Excited about getting him. And thank you for the stars, Peter. Uh, excited Jonas? about getting him. Join Griffith. Yes, absolutely. From Indiana State. Who else is popular from Indiana State, Luke? Anything? Indiana
0: State. Indiana State. Um uh, freezing out here. Help me it's out. Different sport. The Hicks different from French lick different sport. I don't do different sports
1: and you know this Larry bird, baby. Indiana oh, Larry
0: state. bird, oh, NBA, Indiana yeah. state. Okay. Yeah. Magic, yeah. Larry, all that. Co- all yeah, right. exactly. Right, Indiana all state right. made it all the way. Pleasure. I think to
1: the championship to, against magic Johnson's uh, Michigan state Spartans back in the day. big final four a little trivia there, but I think I'm excited about Jonas Griffith too. And Luke, you know, we both talked to some people in the organization and people connect to the organization. Every time talking about linebacker, I keep saying don't forget about Jonas Griffith. They love him in there. So keep an eye on him as well. Uh, I'm really excited to see what he can do second year in Denver. He is an athletic freak and uh, he had some high level tape last season. I think it was a little bit erratic, but the the flashes uh, the, at the end of the season from Jonas Griffith, that linebacker were very promising. So I'm excited to see what he can do. Uh, he's one that probably keep an eye for number 50 uh, during preseason, just to see if that number is flashing on from the linebacker spot. But I wouldn't have, have any issue at all. Luke again, I know that, I mean, it's kind of almost a bit at this point, you know, linebackers don't matter. And the NFL in general is taking linebackers off the field at a rate we've never seen before, trying to put more defensive backs on there, more defensive linemen to get out to the quarterback. You still need linebackers, but mainly to have the run game funneled to and uh, attack that, you know, not get killed um, by running games. But still, if you can have a linebacker who can cover who you're competent with, and you mentioned earlier, uh, Chad Muma's 40 time for the linebacker position. 40 is great if you have a 40, but really it's kind of like athleticism or pure arm strength for the quarterback. If you have Mm -hmm. it, that's cool. But if you have a terrible processing, no pocket movement at all and no accuracy, I don't care what you know how good your arm is or what kind of athlete are you are. Same with linebacker. But
0: that's the three cone. That's different to me. So it wasn't the 40, it was the three cone because that's about how quick can you change direction. Yeah. and so i hear what you're saying because those are numbers it's can you play football can you really yeah. drop and cover these wide receivers and this is a cat chad muma that used to play safety in high school and uh, his dad played safety at wyoming i think he's got that body type of that mold that you're looking for right a linebacker yeah. slash safety like a suet cravens was supposed to be it right when you look at his physical body i mean like maybe a little bit more weight but you want a player, um, going to space on the name right now, is banging the table for him. Arizona Cardinals uh, first-round pick from two years uh, ago. Zayven
1: Collins. Oh, Isaiah yeah. Simmons?
0: Isaiah Simmons. You want a cat, I think, right? Like Isaiah, Con- Isaiah Simmons that can cover so well that you don't take him off the field. And he's definitely got that thump to him as well.
1: Yeah. No, he's... Both those linebackers from Arizona have struggled a bit, which has been interesting. First round picks at linebacker outside of Devin White and uh, Micah Parsons over the last 10 years have not been very good. But uh, round two, that's the money zone. So I I would be happy with Muma. Would I rather have a cornerback slash safety, defensive tackle, edge, offensive tackle? Sure. But you're drafting good players. You're not drafting generic positions here. It's not like when you go into the Madden draft, right? And it's like, okay, I have to walk away with in the third round here an offensive tackle because I don't have right. one. You can't do that. It doesn't work that way. So uh, I'd, I'd have no issue with Muma. It would be interesting to see what the long-term projection of the linebacker room would be then, because I'm guessing you're not going to see more than two on the field ever uh, if you're not including the edges at the outside linebackers, including in that uh, formula there. But uh, again, draft good players. And if you're looking to play as little linebackers as possible on the field, uh, or if you want to live in the two linebackers on the field, one of them damn well better have to cover. And Muma is, I think, is probably Probably the best cover linebacker in this class. Uh, I think the 40 time again, overrated, but processing movement skills, hips, change of direction, uh, the the zone awareness, the ability to hand off players through zones. um, That's, it's great from him. He's probably one of my favorite linebackers in, in this class.
0: And I think where he's going to have problems is he, I'd like to see him put on a little more weight because I think yeah. shedding blocks in the NFL is going to be an issue for him right away. Just looking at his stature, he's he's a lean guy, but you look at some of these offensive linemen, you're like, man, if they can get up there, that's gonna that scrape ability is awesome. But once you get once you get caught, once you get got, uh, man, that's going to be tough. They might take you for a ride, but Broncos country, you're riding with us here on MHI. He's Nick Kendall. I'm Luke Patterson. Scott in the back helping us out and let's keep opening it up. I love the draft situation. I love the scenarios that are being thrown out there. I love the prospects, but Nick, we talked to Randy Gregory. Let's talk a little bit about Noah Fant because Mm. I know you're on the Twitter machine, just like we all are most important thing in the world. Right. Uh, but, Seems like there's a little bit of beef there, and you could read about that beef at MileHighHuddle.com, where Chad Jensen definitely covered the latest article. But Noah went on uh, a couple of my guys' their show here in Denver, and basically had kind of shared that he found out he was traded through the ticker on ESPN while he was working out, and that bothered the Broncos obviously, who said they had reached out, tried calling him, whatever. Uh, it's just. I try not to get too invested when things have already happened. And I wish Noah well, but it's just kind of odd that you're seeing this short exchange, especially after Noah said in the same breath, Hey, I'd love to come back to Denver. Just doesn't seem like the players that got traded away, other than Drew, are very happy. I don't think Noah's super pumped to be in Seattle. I don't, you know, Shelby's not super pumped to be in Seattle. Um, what do you make of the whole Noah fan Denver Broncos beef or scrap skirmish, whatever you want to call it on social media?
1: I think it's it's his right to do it. But at the same time, it just feels like sour grapes out the door. Um, you know, you got moved and you could be professional about it and be like, yep, thank you very much for my time in Denver. It didn't work out like I had hoped. Uh, still had some good years there. I'll take everything I learned there and those experiences and be better for it and get excited to be a Seahawk. End of story but I uh, took to it and, you know, saying a lot of things about, you know, keeping receipts and whatnot. Maybe this is the new age of the Gen Z being so active on social media and whatnot, but it just kind of comes off as, you know, he says he wants to get catches down the field, you know, vertical. I'm a vertical guy. No fan. I watched you at Iowa and there was a few down the field passes, but one of your issues down the field was tracking the football and bringing it in. Like, so that's, that's an issue. Another issue for me with him is buddy, you are a six foot five, fifty five tight end. And Shermer, you know, that's a, that's a curse word in uh, Broncos country these days, but Shermer did dial up a lot of one on one situations with the ball in Noah Fant's hands. And all he had to do was make one defensive back miss, a guy who's yeah. 190 pounds uh, ish. And okay, if you make this guy miss, off to the races. Good luck. Let's see if the linebackers can catch you. I can't remember one time this season Noah Fant broke one of those tackles to get those extra yards to create after the catch. I bet you his yards after catch over expected uh, for those advanced nerds out there has to be one of the lowest in football, uh, given the situations of where he caught the ball and the guys he was up against. So bad mouth the team out the door, no doubt about it. He's still a very promising tight end only three years in the league. Typically tight ends. You don't see them really blossom until, you know, four or five years after the draft. It's a very complicated position because of all the blocking assignments, the body type, the body development that has to happen, uh, understanding how to mimic or not mimic, um, Find holes in the zone and to get yourself open against linebackers in those areas with the chemistry and whatnot. That's just kind of a feel that not a lot of guys, young tight ends, have. Uh, so his best years are still ahead of him. I don't doubt that at all, but it still kind of disappointed me because he left a lot of big plays on the field. And I know last year dealing with the sudden death of his mother, I know he was dealing with a lower body body injury as well, which hampered him. But still, it's like you can be upset about how you were used, but you had opportunities that you could have done better and you simply did not
0: for sure. And to Noah's credit, he did own up to some of that, but one thing I will say, and it's funny because right the tables are flipped right now. Now I'm defending Noah and uh, you're going after him a little, but no, I think, I think you're exactly right. Um, Noah would come on a weekly show, right? With, with a couple buddies of mine and he always answered. He always showed up even when it sucked and it sucked bad. And that's something while a lot of people could say he's a professional, he signed up, he had endorsements, he had ads, whatever, got paid. Uh yes, that's true, but other celebrities, other athletes in this town were on the same show and have hung up and have not done things so well. Favorites of ours like Vaughn Miller, right? But mm-hmm when Noah event continually shows up he never ratted on anybody with the halloween party or anything like that so i do have a lot of respect for noah but yeah just you don't want to hear about this and it was kind of a messy breakup on all the broncos players ends that went there russ coming here and heck life couldn't be better but yeah it's just kind of disappointing to see i think most of that stuff's pretty much cleaned up it's kind of weird to You know, here, Broncos fans, and we got to talk about it, right? But Drew Locke switching numbers and stuff like that and kind of low-hanging fruit. Let's just wish them the the best for those Seahawks. We're not going to see them only in the regular season once this year, uh, but unless it's in the postseason, which I don't think Seattle's going to anytime soon when you look at that NFC West division, and I've got to ask you, linebacker. Bobby Wagner to the LA Rams. Nick, what'd you think of that?
1: I thought it was a good deal for Bobby Wagner. Um, (laughs) More than anything getting what was, I don't even remember the specifics, but it was about 11 or 10 per year for a linebacker who I went back and watched full Seahawks games just because Broncos just got Russell Wilson. Why not? But also to see what's going on with Bobby Wagner and he's still good, but I thought he lost. I thought he kind of took a step back last season. And I know, I know the Seahawks defense at the value positions, was ba- was bad. The cornerbacks, who Horrible. the edge rushers, not good. <laughs> defensive line, bad. I mean, if you're bad at the defensive line and at cornerback, your defense in the year 2022 of our Lord, it's going to be bad. <laughs> so uh, that's terrible. I mean, you can blame uh, Schneider and whatever uh, Pete Carroll's doing out there. I guess he is trying to move on from that dreaded cover three heavy defense because he tried to bring in Ed Donatel uh, before Donatel went to Minnesota. So I guess he is looking to upgrade and modernize what his defense is rather than Gus Bradley. I'm going to play cover three until the apocalypse, you know, that kind of thing. So good for them. But I thought his play stepped back a little bit this year. I think he will look better with the Rams because good offense. You're going to put up points. He's got Aaron Donald in front of him. He's got uh, Jalen Ramsey out there as well. So his job will be a little bit easier, but I think that he got paid more so for the name on the back of the jersey and what his accolades are versus what he is going to be doing the next three years in the league. I agree with that
0: aging linebacker, but people are quick to mention. I mean, you you look at the obvious, Aaron Donald, um, Aaron Donald, Bobby Wagner, that defense, that team signed me up. I'm excited to see. I'm glad it's not in the AFC conference. Maybe this will give the NFC a chance to catch up just a little bit. (laughs) But, yeah, you're talking about an aging linebacker, and father time is undefeated. Chase, I wanted to get to you, buddy. Chase Wellner saying, what's up, y'all? Someone mentioned Ndamukong Sue on Twitter – Is he a little too pricey for us? Um, I don't think the Sue is going to be fighting for the richest of his lives anymore, okay? Those days have come and gone. For me, I'm out on Sue. Never liked him in the locker room. I think he's a dirty player. I don't think the Broncos are trying to have that sort of personality. On the flip side, you got to have a bad guy, Nick. Who's the bad guy at the Denver Broncos? You got to have a Dennis Rodman. You got to have a – I was going to say Bill Romanowski. You've got to have a little bit of a bad guy. That's crazy enough that only his team loves him. Maybe that's an Adamic suit.
1: Cause I don't know who that bad guy is right now. It's going to be Michael Ojemudia right now. Soft spoken <laughs> intelligence, civil engineering degree. No, yeah. Um, yeah. No, it's if he wants to come for cheap, I definitely think that's possible. There are some other uh, defensive linemen who interest me more still out there right now. Uh, Sheldon R- Richardson, I think yeah. he's part of the, The the Vikings traded for him with George Payton there in Minnesota. I'm interested in Calais Campbell. And Akeem Hicks as well. So there's some defensive linemen that are still, as far as I know, I know I was on a nine mile hike today, so who knows what, what's happened <laughs> today. But Yeah,
0: um, and we mentioned those last week too. We got into the old man D lineman that we all want to yeah. see. And guys, don't be surprised if the draft comes and goes and some of these guys are still unsigned because you're going to see sure. those injuries creep up a little bit in the summer. Guys are going to start working out. They're going to get hurt. Working out away from the facility, Jawan James. Uh, that's not happening anymore but guys are going to get hurt in camp and then you're going to see these veterans added it happens every year sometimes they make the roster sometimes they don't but will be interesting to see and nonetheless David thank you so much for your support appreciate you rocking with us another great member of Broncos country and it's awesome to see people out with their orange and blue Nick I don't know how much yeah. orange and blue do you see out there in uh, in Washington cuz Man, it's it's like overnight switch here in Colorado. Saw a ton of orange and blue in Wyoming where, yes, Logan Wilson did tell me he was bummed the Broncos didn't draft him, but obviously he's very happy in Cincinnati, but they root for Broncos in Wyoming. They root for the Broncos in Nebraska, all over the world. Tell me about Washington. Any orange and blue sticking around there other than yeah.
1: you? No, no, definitely. Um, okay. I've been rocking the uh, the orange and blue stocking cap in the mornings for the walk and you'll get a little bit of treat him well or uh you know he's over the hill anyway that kind of thing but that if, guy or, sucks yeah you know i'm like enjoy drew lock have fun um yeah, yeah we'll see you um but uh maybe we'll get baker who knows that that'll be that'll be yeah. a lot of fun.
0: what what's going on with that baker oh, mayfield God, guys let us know i mean what's you know. what's vegas vegas got odds on where baker's going i mean that is I think seattle's number one I think, I think it is Seattle. Makes we got sense.
1: David coming in with the stars. Thank you so much, David uh, Wilder, coming in with the support. Appreciate you and all the comments and uh, all you're doing for the show to help us keep the lights on and contribute to it. We also got Mike S. saying, uh, hoping they re-sign uh, – Kare- talking about the Broncos here, hoping the Broncos sign, re-sign Kareem Jackson and sign Stefan Gilmore.
0: Hmm. Mm, I'm one or curious- the other.
1: I mean, you're talking about totally different contracts here for these guys. Uh, Jackson's going to get, you know, one year, 2.5 million or something cheap as heck. uh, If he's going to come back with the Broncos. I would
0: love that because he got a one year five. So I, Nick, you're talking my language. One year, 2.5. I take K-Jack back, but I don't need K-Jack out there knocking PS2 out in oblivion like he did with uh, Mm. AJ Bouye a couple of years ago. Like K-Jack to me took a huge step backwards last year and I love K-Jack TV. I love the player, love the guy, love what he represents in that locker room. But, man, I was I was disappointed with Kareem Jackson. And that's not to say that I'm high on Caden K- Stearns right now. And, guys, be, be on the lookout. Caden Stearns' piece is coming out on MHH.com. I think I saw on the Slack app. Mike Evans is working on that. So stay tuned to huddle.com Evans is going to get something out there soon. But, yeah, man, K-Jack, I'm not, I'm not down if it's over 2.5. I'm really not. What
1: do you think? If it was like 3 million, maybe, I mean, if it's like 2 million and then 1 million incentives too, then we could see you. But Stephon Gilmore, the thing with Gilmore for me is that you don't really need another boundary cornerback. And I guess that would be a spoils of riches, but with Darby Williams and PS2, you probably don't need to spend the money that you will for Gilmore. Honestly, I'd be totally ecstatic bringing back Bryce Callahan to compete with Williams for that slot spot and have that inside outside ability as well. Because while, Bryce Callahan is labeled with the injury bug. I don't know why uh, Darby doesn't have that as well. Darby's been injured a heck of a lot. And Clayton's saying, hey, guys, click the thumbs up. Thank you so much, Clayton. Glad you're back from vacation. hope it was good. Um, and he and just share- had a
0: birthday, too, I think. I think my guy Clayton just had a birthday. So happy awesome. belated
1: birthday there, too. Yeah, awesome. Happy birthday to you, Clayton. And I hope you enjoyed your vacation. But the uh, position I'm looking at still is probably the a versatile safety. Somebody was mentioning it earlier. might have even been uh, Chris Hart. You're talking about Caden Stearns right now. He's set to be the starter competing against P.J. Locke and Jamar Johnson. But last year, I thought the more snaps Caden Stearns had, the the less impactful he was. He was good in a limited role, but the more there was, the more I questioned his ability to be a full-time starter. Now, if they want to go into the season with him that way and go cheap there, that's fine. I don't have an issue that no. I he's got the upside it's- to do that. It's no, not not it's fine. not okay.
0: fine. You know why it's not fine? And it's not because I don't like Caden Stearns, it's not because you don't see his potential because you do. You're like, I'm I'm okay, I'm okay with it. Right? Here's yeah. what it's not fine with Justin Herbert and Pat freaking Mahomes. When they're watching tape, who are they gonna go after? It's not gonna be Pat Sertan, it's not gonna be Justin Simmons' side of the field. Uh, they're gonna be going after that cat. And I, I'm just like, man okay, maybe I need to give him a little bit of grace, right? Rookie year, rookie year from Texas had tackling problems and he's thrown all of a sudden into the starting lineup. So maybe he has an improved year, especially with coaches that are probably, let's be honest, a lot nicer in the building. They actually believe in their guys. They want them to do well, synergy, uh, culture, let's come together, not separate everybody like Vic did. So maybe I need to, ease up a little bit. I'm just the second-year player, because he was a rookie, man. A rookie playing starting reps in the AFC West. That's got to be tough at a DB position.
1: Yeah, and he's supposed to take a lock, a jump this year, but I wouldn't mind them bringing in another safety compete in the draft, or I know that Benjamin Albright shot it down, but I mean, heck, if he's still available still, I would be at least saying, hey, Tyron Matheo, one-year deal? What are you thinking? Let's, uh, let's twist that knife in KC. Let's just have some fun with it, huh? Screw them. We're on the same page. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, T- tyron Teiou. Oh, okay. I thought you said Manti Te'o first. I was like that dude with the fake girlfriend. <laughs> no. No, 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 not not a safety. No, 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 no. Um, but the, we got John Chance coming in here saying just started listening to you guys last month. Love the show. Thank you so much, John. That's really nice. It's a handsome lip sweater you got going there as well. Uh, Tim Patrick will lead the team in wide receiver touchdowns. Bet.
0: Ooh, I'll take that. I love it, John. I absolutely love it. John, look at Pro Football Focus. And go ahead and retweet that, dude, because they had put out there something like, who's the most slept-on wide receiver? And it's always Tim Patrick, man. let us It's always Tim Patrick. And I get Broncos country is very defensive of their guy because they should be. But, damn it, I'm okay with that. Biggie Small said it, right? Bad boys move in silence. And Tim Patrick's a bad guy, man. He loves to just... Do his work and move along, man. And what he's doing out there with Russell Wilson, Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, even Lloyd Cushenberry. I mean, I can't wait to see what that
1: translates to in the summer. Yeah, no, it should be a lot of fun. I right now I'd probably bet on Cortland Sutton, but uh, Tim Patrick is right around there as well. And Peter saying, "Loving your energy here, energy in here today." Luke and Nick, thank you so much. Yeah, I'm having a lot of fun, Thanks, man. The cloud has lifted. Uh, the sun has come out. Broncos country. We're not arguing about is the Broncos quarterback good enough? And if not, then nothing matters. The Broncos have a good enough quarterback. Now, now it's the fun stuff of how can we tweak the offensive line? How can we get a little bit better at the pass rush? How can we put ourselves in position to compete in a very tough AFC West? Well, the toughest question has been answered. So uh, we got, speaking of the toughest answer being. Yeah. Great question. Question. Shy Vargas coming in. What do you guys think about Russell Wilson? I think that Russell Wilson is an extremely talented quarterback. I do. There are a lot of people who are, I respect that believe that Russell Wilson's play style isn't going to age as well as some other quarterbacks who are older, uh, given how much of his ability has been predicated on broken plays outside of structure. And that tends to dip a bit over time. And the fact that Russell Wilson doesn't really utilize the middle of the field as much as some of the older quarterbacks who have aged gracefully with the tight ends
0: specifically, Nick.
1: Yeah. Yep. He just doesn't use the middle of the field. And that's one reason that like people like, Oh, the Broncos have to trade it for Trey McBride. Are they going to use Trey McBride to the extent where, it's worth trading up for him. I don't know. Honest to God. Um, So I think Wilson is a very, still top 10, top mm-hmm. eight quarterback in the league. Uh, good enough to win games with you. And I also think that as corny as this sounds, the, even if Russell Wilson, isn't a top five quarterback this season, he can be a top five quarterback in the league because of the influence he has in the locker room, getting everybody pulling in the right direction, leadership at the quarterback position, even though you don't see it on the field all the time, it does matter. Um, it really, really matters and belief as well. So I definitely think he's going to be great this season going forward. It will be interesting to see what happens with the contract situation on the horizon with Russell Wilson, because he kind of has them, pardon my French, but by the balls, because you traded all that draft capital for him and you're going to let me walk. Nah, no, nope. pay me the money. So I'm I'm, I'm hoping he see, looks over in the NFC and is like, oh, Tom Brady and Giselle Bunch. He's making a lot of money with uh, not because of him, but from his wife as well. I got Sierra here. I want to make a legacy. Maybe it's in my best interest to create the legacy, not to get paid 50 million a year, maybe even just 35 million a year. And uh, give the team a little bit of flexibility to build around me. I don't think that'll happen. That's probably just pie in the sky and me hoping that we get a little bit of discount because of the situation yeah. there. But uh, no, it's a good question. She,
0: it's a good, gre- it's a great question. She, and I'm going to answer it a little bit differently because I agree with everything that just said there. Um, and I would add one more thing, his height. Um, when you look at the height, then someone's going to come back and say, well, look at Drew Brees. Very true, right? Super Bowl winning quarterbacks. But when you get older, it's tougher to scramble around. It's tougher. You got to have that quick release in the pocket. Just ask Tom Brady. Um, just ask Ben. That's been the problem with Ben. If we're being completely honest, uh, he's been a big boy. He's been able to handle lots of hits, but he can't move. And when he couldn't move, it was just ugly. didn't have that quick release. Here's what I'll say about Russell Wilson. We're learning about Russell Wilson more and more every day as Broncos media members, analysts, fans. This video vlog series he has going on right now, I think is very tasteful. I don't think he comes across as super arrogant. I think it just comes across as super honest. And I'm seeing some of those comparisons with Peyton right now in regards to the accountability. He's got these guys going up to the freaking whiteboard, Nick, to the iPads. He's challenging every Broncos player there saying what is your job on this play because i know it from the left tackle position all the way to the fullback it's just incredible a new standard is being set this guy i think is a future coach in the making um you alluded to his san diego residence that has just been converted into a football studio more or less uh it's absolutely crazy with russell wilson and you're starting to get a glimpse of who he is off of the field He's still a quarterback. He's. This is what this guy does. Sierra's doing her own thing. Family's very important, but you also see a guy who likes the cameras. He likes to be out there, what, at the Oscars. Will Smith's doing his thing. At least Russell Wilson and Sierra, you know, the new Mr. and Mrs. Colorado and the first woman of Denver and Sierra, she's going to draw just a great reputation and fan base here in Colorado amongst Broncos country. They seem like great people. So absolutely love it. Jelly is <laughs> coming in here with a 199. R. Cordell, Flot, or I'm going to butcher this, Alente Al- Taylor, or Mikhail Monte. Wright fits. Three different players. What do you think?
1: Um, I haven't watched as much Cordell Flott over at LSU. Uh, Mikhail, Mikhail Wright is pretty good over at Oregon, but I really, really do like Alante Taylor at Tennessee. He's played cornerback for them, but I think he transitions really well to a safety. You can play the slot position. And uh, if he's there at 96, I would be jumping at the board. I'd be excited for him. 75 feels like you're not getting the best value if you still loved him. And for the scheme fit there, that would make some sense. Also, with uh, if you're looking for a slot cornerback, you know, Roger McCreary and, oh gosh, Marcus Jones coming in with historically short arm length uh, scares yeah. me a bit because they're outliers. I know that Eric and I have gone back and forth on Roger McCreary a lot. Um, If you have sub 29 inch arm length uh, at the cornerback position, you're going to have a hard time. Uh, and I think that is,
0: well, he... yeah you're already giving up height you can't give yep. up any reach <laughs>
1: and, well it's just like there's such an outlier too it's kind of like talking about kenny pickett's arm si- or a hand size but even a bigger sample size i think there's been like 786 cornerbacks with their arm lengths measured since 1999 and marcus jones and roger mccreary have two of the three shortest in the history of the combine so it's like oh that's not that's not ideal that's called an outlier and you don't bank on outliers early in the draft Don't they fall early around four or five Sure. Well, that, that's, that doesn't really hurt so much.
0: And I think Zerline had had like a Rakia sin comparison and I didn't like that. Um, mm. Rocky with, McCre- long. with McCreary. Yeah, yeah. I just, I didn't like it. I, hard to say, right? I mean, you got to get a DB, but you can get a DB in the later rounds too. I mean, that's, yeah. that's it.
1: Um, I love a lot talking- to Taylor though. Take, that's a good call out. I think he'd be a very good pick for the Broncos. Alante,
0: that's how you say yep. it okay Alondra cool because i absolutely butchered Alante taylor i'm just gonna say taylor if he's drafted here what's up mr taylor uh, let's get in with chase one of our other guys people who were born when the raiders last won a playoff game are close to drinking age now that's always a, a good reminder anytime you could kick the raiders while they're down and i'm gonna say they're down even though they just got the best wide receiver in the league and Devontae adams i can't wait to see josh mcdaniel's ruin everything over there for the Raiders. Cause I think he's going to, it's only a matter of time before him and Derek Carr start fighting. Uh, it's only a matter of time before, he starts his bill belichick ways i'm not buying into the raiders i'm not scared i'm not worried you just can't have patriots west patriots south it doesn't work anymore and i know josh said yeah. that he, he's learned and all that well that's great but being a head coach as vic fangio will tell you is not just about film and calling plays and i think josh is really gonna struggle with his people skills out there in vegas <laughs>
1: I mean, heck, the big thing that we're not uh, talking about enough is forget, you know, Devonte Adams, Derek Carr, Josh McDaniels. Vegas itself is already eaten up that team one season. I know they play- made the playoffs last year, but that was like a historical yeah. outlier team. They were like negative 70 point differential. And the only yeah. team to do it, their Pythagorean wins were like they should have been six and 11 last year. I think it was crazy outlier season last year. Um, and typically the Pythagorean wins are a better indicator year to year of what your team should be. I mean, again, that was the only, they were the only team with a winning record with a negative point differential, let alone to make the playoffs. So you should expect some regression there, even if they are a better team this season. So we'll be interesting to see what happens with the Raiders. But again, Vegas, they ate that team up last year. Let's see what yeah. happens. again now that Gruden's gone, Is Josh McDaniels going to be able to handle a team of Gen Z millennials in Vegas, where there's so much to do and get into trouble with. I, I don't know.
0: What if Josh gets in trouble himself? I'm not, I don't know anything, oh, wow. but I'm just saying like, man, you're exactly right. I mean, you can go from John Gruden to Josh McDaniels. That's, that's the answer. That's going to problem solve. I just, man. And I, I butcher his name. Um, the, the yeah, man. I was so bummed. He didn't get that job. Like God forbid I'm rooting for somebody to be the head coach of the Raiders, but uh, I think he went to green Bay right landed that job so he definitely landed on his feet and uh we are about almost out of here i want to just reach a couple more folks before we hop out and jay's saying go ahead and let uh josh mcdaniels cook russell wilson and the raiders that's going to look cool the broncos versus the rams that'll be awesome Broncos seahawks that's going to be awesome 49ers this year every single freaking afc west game i mean Man, prime time is just going to have to start carving. Yeah, Ravens. They're going to start carving out time just for the NFC to get a slot because this is loaded. I can't wait. It's not just Russell Wilson. The Broncos aren't done. George Payton's not done. Who knows? Maybe another player gets traded for a pick. Maybe he moves up. Maybe he moves back. I have no clue what to expect for the draft, if I'm being completely honest. Nick, people ask us all the time, who do you think they're going to pick? My real first question is, are they going to stay at 64? Because yeah. I we could be sitting here getting all excited, and
1: then the Broncos have traded back, and
0: <laughs> here we are.
1: Yep. It uh, wouldn't be the worst strategy. It's a deep draft. Uh, we'll see them move around. Maybe the Broncos will like last year when they brought in Steven Weatherly, they brought in Kenny young. Maybe they're looking to be on the other end of that this season where they're trading, you know, a singleton who they just brought in, but for a one year deal or trading a Lloyd Cushionberry for 2023 day, three picks just to help, uh, getting closer to those 10 draft picks that he wants. And again, those draft picks are going to be important because when you're paying a lot of big guys, bloated contracts on the top, you need cheap rookies on cost controlled deals to uh, help supplement the rest of the cap. So we'll be interesting to see. We'll be interesting to see how the rest of free agency plays out. So Bronco still got some holes, still some areas they could attack as well. But most of the stuff, most of this roster is set. Good to go. We're gonna wait to see how it plays out with the coaching staff and everything. Be a lot of fun. Make sure you guys are still tuning in here every single Saturday. We're going live at 6 p.m. Mountain Time. You can follow Luke on Twitter at Luke Patterson LP. I am at Nick Kendall MHH. Also, make sure you guys are following us at MHI underscore Pod as well as at Mile High Huddle. If you are joining us on Facebook today. Or if you're not joining us on Facebook right now, but you have a Facebook, make sure you're heading to facebook.com forward slash mile high huddle, as well as our other page, facebook.com forward slash mile high huddle pod. YouTube folks, please sign into YouTube, subscribe to Mile High Huddle, like the show right now, like the channel, and share the channel. Share it on your YouTube page. If you're in random small Bronco groups or AFC West groups or anything like that, I see we have a Raiders fan in here today. Uh, Go hit the slots, man. Well, it'll be an okay day. Um, But uh, (laughs) make sure you're sharing it. We'll have a lot of fun. Yeah. I mean, I'm here for the respectful insight or whatnot, but I mean, the Raiders it's, I feel, I almost feel bad for them because they have a good quarterback (laughs) and they have a good team overall, but like in the AFC West right now, you probably have the worst quarterback. You have the worst offensive line. You have the worst back seven in the division. And that's not because you're terrible to a league standard. It's just the AFC West is loaded. So, um, I'd be coping as well. You know, it's kind of like being a, uh LSU fan recently in the, uh, sec west you know oh, auburn texas a&m alabama all being really good and you see ed orgeron getting fired uh really quickly after winning a championship <laughs> because it's falling apart in a difficult yeah. sec west so we'll see um but please like subscribe and share on youtube and also make sure you guys head on over to apple podcast find the huddle up show mile high huddle huddle up and scroll down leave us a five-star rating and a review uh, what's the rest of your night looking like, Luke? Were you ha- having some fun, doing some articles, watching some football, watching some basketball? Yeah,
0: man. I'm, uh, I'm actually packing. <laughs> I mean, you know me, I'm hitting the road. Uh, this time I'm trying to get away a little bit. going to head to Glenwood Springs, a good local spot here in Colorado, a few hour drive. And, uh, soak up the hot springs man it's really cool they say they've it's got a lot of like medicinal healing powers and stuff and i totally believe it and uh i love historical old mountain towns doc holidays grave is up there it's always a really cool hike so i'm gonna try to unplug at least for a few days i will be back on saturday but uh no, man, I'm going to I'm gonna watch a little bit of film still. I have a lot of work to do to catch up to make sure that I can fight all of you on draft night for who I think the Broncos should draft. But no, man, it's, it's a beautiful time right now. It's an exciting time of year. Tons of sports are going on. I know baseball is right around the corner as well, so guys, stay tuned. But uh, how about you, man? What's on tap for the rest of the weekend?
1: I'm going to hang out with the... The missus, uh, going to probably cook some dinner tonight, watch a movie and uh, probably have some friends over tomorrow and play a little. Oh, I have to go to work tomorrow. Another day in the office. I've been doing like crazy. It's probably like my 14th holiday slash weekend in the office, but it's what it is. I'll, I'll reclaim my time come summer uh, when I have yep. a bunch of backpacking trips and a bunch on the books and uh, maybe have some friends over for a game of nerdy Catan. Uh, tomorrow night have you played Ooh. katana are you, are you that guy no is it no? a board
0: game is it a board, it's a board game? game
1: yep it's a resource gathering board game it's a lot of fun it's i just, really i'm, really I'm enjoy a board
0: it. game guy my girls my daughter my wife they love board games so we're always looking for new board games cause... katana is awesome all it's, right
1: it is, is it so gonna
0: is it gonna start fights because yes. sometimes games yes. in our house ends with you know some crying some yelling some laughing because we're all very competitive so nope, it,
1: will. it will there's a lot of uh backstabbing and deals and like screwing over other people um, perfect it's, it's, a great game. it's a lot of fun and it typically takes two hours uh to play one so it's Ooh. not like a monopoly or risk where it's you know you like can actually 12 finish. hours later yeah it's yeah. really fun it's fast-paced i, I really enjoy katan
0: that sounds awesome, guys. And the reason we say this is there's there's obviously we appreciate the support. We sp- appreciate the conversation. But it's spring, man. Everyone should start to feel a little bit better. The weather's getting nicer. Get out. Enjoy life. Reward yourself. Work hard. Play hard. And stay tuned because you're going to have the, uh, the MHH Huddle Up guys coming on tomorrow. Scott will be back on that show as well. And I think I'm going to start ending these with, like, Russell, Russell Wilson, right? Can we just start saying let's ride at the end of the show and sound cool because Russell's doing it and he's corny and I'm going to be corny too? Here we go, Broncos country, let's go. Thank you for joining MHI. He's Nick, Scott in the ones and twos. I'm Luke saying go Broncos and let's ride.
1: You've been listening to the Huddle
0: Up podcast. Join Broncos country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com to keep the conversation going.